cliffcentral.com We're going to cry, laugh, and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. That is correct. It's another week. It's another morning or afternoon or evening. Wherever you are in the world, you are at the right place at the right time because it is, of course, Life with Lebang brought to you by cliffcentral.com. And it is a breezy, breezy day in Johannesburg. I must say we just had snow recently, so everybody's still quite hyped up. There's a nice vibe in the air. It's a cold vibe, but it's a vibe nonetheless. So I hope you're snuggled up and I hope you're warm and cozy. Hopefully you're in front of a fireplace or a heater. Just do your thing and stay warm and stay comfortable. And I hope you're going to enjoy the next hour with myself, Lebang Khosana. And you know what we do here by now on Life with Lebang. You know, we make sure that we bring you some really interesting guests who are doing some really, really good work so that they can spread their truth onto the show and of course just to um you know enlighten you on some of the things that are happening in the world. So I'm quite excited today because our guest is not only a rock star, he's also my neighbor. <laughs> so I'm bringing it a little bit close to home this week and it's you know it's just something that I've been meaning to talk about for a while. You know, growing up, a lot of us young Brown kids don't see swimming pools. Only a few of us get exposed to swimming pools. And unfortunately, we also live in a world where there's a lot of people that lose their lives to drowning. And so this young, cool and crazy man is going to tell us about why he has found a solution to that problem. So I'm very, very keen today to chat to Altaf Adam. And I'm going to call him Altaf because I kind of like that more than Adam. <laughs> it's got a, a bit of a sexier ring to it because like Adam is so common. There's Adams everywhere, but how many Altafs are there? Not, not many. Exactly. Not many. Exactly. Altaf, welcome to life with Lebang. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your morning with us. I mean, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business leader, you know, you obviously have a lot of contributions over the years in the field of personal development and now aquatic sports. Now this is where you're at. So firstly, hello. How are you doing? You look nice and warm today. Hey, yeah, definitely warm. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm not someone that enjoys the cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's why everything must be heated when I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> we've got the aircon on, we've got the fans on, we've got everything on just to make sure that you're warm. It's fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, you know, first and foremost, like, you know, we, we spoke a little bit a couple, a few days ago about why it is that you do what you do. And I thought it was just like such an important story. And, um, you know, I wish for you to share with, with, with the person listening uh, listening at home as far as like what motivated you to actually um you know begin your business i mean you're encouraging people to learn to swim that is a big task and now you've just put it upon yourself so where did this grand idea begin so it it really began with me swimming. Uh, I started learning to swim at age five. Uh, I was one of the more fortunate brown people around uh, at the time um, uh, to start learning to swim at, at five years old. And at around 15, 16 years old, I was still, you know, training uh, with a club. And one Saturday morning, um, something happened to one of the instructors and I was like, 
Sure, I'll fill in. Um, and, and that was my first class I taught, you know. And surprisingly, I was like, wow, I actually enjoy this. This is super fun. It's even yeah. more fun than swimming is. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I'm teaching people yeah. what I've learned over the years. Yeah. Um, so that's really where it be- began. Um, and I've been teaching for about 13 years now. Sure. So it's, it's a long time. That is, that's quite a while. Yeah. That's quite a while, but it, it it's also so nice that it like it seems like you found your passion. You know, you found um, something that you enjoy, and it's not just um, a thing that you do. You kind of you're giving back. You know, you're paying it forward to those who sadly have no cooking clue where to start. And um, it's it's a life it's a lifelong thing. It's like riding a bicycle. If you learn to swim once. Then you can You've swim. Got that skill forever, yes. Exactly. So I, I kind of, if I lived in an ideal world, for me, everybody would know how to swim just because it's such an important thing. But sadly, not everyone does. So you established Aquanation Swimming Academy, uh, back in 2014. And I guess the, the mantra was every child is a swimmer, right? Which is so cool. So how did Aquanation Swimming Academy, you know, begin? And what do you think the gap that your organization actually fills really is? Sure. So back in 2014, um, after, you know, roaming around, uh, doing the things that I do, um, <laughs> I just thought it's uh, essential to form an organization, mm. uh, a banner under which I can carry out these activities and actually grow and build something. Mm. Um, coupled with my entrepreneurial drive, you know, just wanting to, to give back but the, at the same time, we've got to survive. Sure, you know? sure. So I established uh, Aquanation Swimming Academy. At that time, you know, I had rented a pool, and it 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 wasn't really about the money at that time. You mm. know, it was it was more about giving back. So most importantly, was ensuring that swimming lessons was accessible and affordable. Mm. Um, and and to this day, it's something that is uh, a priority and a focus within our organization. Yeah, yeah. And would you say that you have more kids or more adults swimming with you guys? Because if if your business is primarily focused at children and getting kids to learn to swim when they're still young, I mean, that makes total sense. But when I visited you guys a few days ago, it seemed like it was a little bit of a difference. Why do you think that's happening? So, I, I mean, starting off the show, um, many brown people and people of color just did not have access in the past to these um, facilities mm. uh, or didn't have the resources simply, you know, to afford to go to swimming lessons. So uh, it, it, it came as an interesting change, you yeah. know, because our, our focus was kids and every child a swimmer. And here we are now faced with Adults. Yeah. Every uh, adult tans, a swimmer. <laughs> Every adult a swimmer. But we're still seeing that in the younger age categories between the, between 20 and about 35 years old. Mm. So it's not, it's not like older generation. Yeah. Uh, they are adults. Um, but you can clearly see it's people who haven't had that, um, opportunity to go for swimming lessons. Mm. And now that they're establishing themselves in the new South Africa. Yes. You know, um, they definitely want to and, and see the importance of learning to swim. Yeah. Altaf, what is that like having a grown adult coming into your swimming, swimming academy and saying, look, I want to learn to swim. I've never l- known how to swim. When we go to the beach with the family, I'm always scared. or I have a fear of drowning. 
What is that like when a grown person comes to you and they say, please teach me how to swim? Like what are some of the, 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 the characteristics of that kind of person that you can pick up and say, you know, it's common amongst most adults because off the bat, when I think about it, a lot of adults probably aren't really willing to vocally admit that A, they don't know how to swim and B, they want to learn. So what are some of the, the things that you've seen in most of the adults that come uh, and want to learn to swim? So I think the most hilarious thing for us is um, every adult that joins is suddenly going on a, on an exotic holiday. <laughs> you know, we're going to some exotic <laughs> place and we need to learn how to swim. Yeah. Um, but I think it's everyone. Everyone, sure. when you're not comfortable with sharing your story, um, you kind of have a cover story ready yeah, already, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so often that's the type of things we told. Very rarely are we actually told upfront, look, I had a near drowning incident. Okay. And I need to learn to swim. Yeah. Um, but once, uh, they start with their lessons and they're comfortable, they share everything that we need to know. And yeah. it's important information, you know, yeah. if, uh, as an, as a child, you had a near drowning experience. How we deal with you in the classes mm. is completely different. Sure. It's not just someone who hasn't had any experience. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I've taught adults that had near drowning experiences to be proficient swimmers. Mm. And one day they suddenly swallow water and boom, that's someone who's completely forgotten how to swim. Sure. So it's so important to know. Uh, when people join, what their circumstances are. Mm. Have they been experienced to any near drowning or drowning incidents? Mm. Uh, sometimes it's not you yourself, but you witness someone else drown. Yeah. And, and Eish. that is devastating. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was devastated personally. I think it was December last year in our neighborhood mm. when all those drownings occurred. Mm. You know, that mm. was just devastating to see so many lives lost within a few minutes. Mm. And that is the motivation. That's what we want to be out there doing, educating people, not only on learning to swim, but the aspect of water safety. Exactly. You know, it, it, it almost sounds like there is a, a big psychological link to the concept of swimming because like you're, like you're saying, you know, even just hearing about a family that has maybe lost a child to drowning or, um, you know, a church group has just fallen into the river and they've all lost their lives. Just hearing about it kind of sparks something. If you're a normal person, you'll react to that and go, Oh my word. It, it, it's scary. You know, the thought of it. So what kind of psychological layer or aspect is there when it comes to swimming? Because a lot of it is all in the mind. You need to believe in yourself and you need to know that, ah, you know, I can breathe, I can do this or whatever the case is. But having been exposed to people drowning or even maybe nearly drowning yourself probably sets you back quite a bit in the, um, in, in, in the swimming experience. So what are the kind of the psychological links involved in swimming and learning how to swim as a concept? So I think, um, definitely, you know, people are afraid. And that's one of the, one of the things you don't want a swimmer to have in the pool is being afraid. Sure. Because automatically your, your muscles tense up mm. and, uh, in, in an aquatic environment, that's not what you want. You sure. want to be as relaxed, as composed as possible. Mm. Um, often we hear people say, don't panic, you know, Eish. and the panic is what actually sets the fear. It's actually what causes you to go under, mm. um, you know, activating all of those muscles, yeah. just drawing you down yeah. instead of just 
floating, you know, <laughs> yeah. just float, just yeah. chill out. Yeah. Um, so I think it's very important for us as, as, as instructors to build a relationship, um, to have that information and, mm. and ensure that the SOMA is forthcoming with that information as mm. well. Mm. So over the years with experience, you just start uh, picking up the traits and automatically without even the swimmer having to share, you can see, okay, you look like something happened. Sure. You sure, know, and yeah. you can just sort of probe them in the right direction where they will eventually share with you, look, this is what I've been exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is why I'm here. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like a, it's like a personal relationship, just like the relationship that you have with like your barber or, you know, the lady that does your nails or whatever the case is. This is your instructor. You know, this is the person that you're trusting with your life. You're stepping into the water. For most people, it's the first time. So I kind of get that ongoing uh, relationship vibe that's being built. So let's talk about the actual classes that you guys offer. Uh, how many kids are in a class? How many instructors, you know, per class? And what 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 have you guys found is the best way to teach? you know, that certain number of people. I mean, you've been instructing for over 13 years, so you know what you're talking about. And as a parent who's considering putting my children into a swimming school, I need to know these nitty gritty things. So how many kids are in a class? I mean, are we filling up the pool with like a hundred kids at a time or, or, you know, what, what's the vibe like when the actual lessons begin for the kids? Lebang, you're taking advantage here to know the ins and outs before you make it, before you make a decision, eh? No, no, but it's great. It's, it's very important for people to know and understand. So because of the size of our pool, we are able to cater for about 12 kids. Okay. Uh, at a time. Yeah. Um, that's not 12 kids to an instructor. No. Okay. <laughs> we keep, <laughs> uh, we keep, we keep our classes small. Nice. Um, so, so it's four kids or four adults to an instructor. Okay. It doesn't matter at what level that is. We, we keep our classes small, just ensuring, um, it is fun. You know what I'm mm. saying? Often people think, nah, I should go for private lessons. You know, mm. one on one is the one. best. Yeah. And over the years, what I've learned is often in groups, um, our swimmers learn better. Okay. Uh, no matter the age group, mm. because you've got peer learning, you've got peer motivation, you've got your instructor that's there to give you additional support and guidance. Mm. And it's sufficient enough for your instructor to know, to know exactly where you as a swimmer in that class is positioned. Sure. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses and how mm. to work on them? So it's, it's, it's good to, to have that, uh, group sessions, keeping it small. Um, like I said, one instructor for swimmers. Mm. Um, but we have, we work in different corners of the pool. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we do try to maximize on our time as well. Sure. Um, but just not, um, at the cost of the quality of the lesson that's been Of course, delivered. of course. It almost feels like, you know, there, there is that personal touch and there is that one-on-oneness. Um, even if you are in a group with other kids, you still get that, like, that attention. Cause what, what I realized when I was watching some of your lessons happen, of which was so, so interesting for me, I noticed that the instructors are, are, are good at seeing at which level a different swimmer is at. So if there's one who's still early, early in his or her swimming journey, they'll focus more on that person, you know, encourage them more, show them more. And then like in all classes, you'll have your A students who are like, do, 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 just swimming and you can see, oh, this is an expert. But even them, they're given just enough attention to go to the next level. But at the same time, they are given space to do it on their own. And they only 
hop in. The instructor only hops in when that swimmer needs help. So speaking of the instructors, you know, what is the process of finding competent instructors who are the right instructors who are there for the right reasons and essentially who know what they're doing because these are some of the things that parents need to, you know, consider and think about. Like my first thought is that I've got three daughters who are all under three. I would be extremely comfortable having a woman instructor, you know, just like, by the way. So what's the process of just making sure that you've got the right instructors? Uh, you know, where do you find these instructors and how do you almost groom them and grow them to also um, understand the way that you work and how you prefer for them to be operating your premises? Sure. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a process I hate. <laughs> One of the things that I do that I, that I absolutely do not, uh, uh enjoy doing. Mm. Um, but it, it's something that has to be done. And it's something that's super important to me because mm. the instructor that's part of our team needs to be able to deliver the same service I would. Sure. Uh, the same level, the same quality. Um, that's what I'm looking for, mm. you know. So I'm personally very picky when it comes to having people on my team. Sure. You know, just ensuring that they've got the right attitude, the passion is there, yeah. um, and that they are skilled. Mm. There's also a number of processes that are put in place um, to ensure that the swimmer gets the absolute best. Yeah. So when it comes to kids swimming, we, we, we actually work with a structured program. So there's levels. We do... Uh, evaluations twice a year okay. that's followed up by like galas and awards and things like that. So it's quite fun for kids. Mm. Um, adults tend to not want to be evaluated, but they just want to know what level I'm on. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> just, just, just tell me without evaluating. Sure, me. Sure. <laughs> so we don't actually run with the, with that, uh, level system with adults. Okay. Um, uh, but with, but, but with kids we do. And then there's lesson planning that goes into it as well. So mm. prior to the actual class, mm. your instructor actually completes a lesson plan. Okay. With your abilities, your weaknesses, what's being focused on for that lesson. Mm. So already without necessarily um, having that paper in front of them, they already know what they're working with mm. and what, what they need to do in the class that's coming up. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of planning that goes uh, uh, into that. Um, definitely. I mean, I must agree with you, you know. Um, we've had this thing of, of female instructors come up a few times. Yeah. And it's just um, unfortunate that, that we haven't really been able to find a good female candidate okay. uh, for swimming. Okay. You know, it's often... Um, you know, I've got this commitment. I've got my own kids. Mm. Uh, I need to do this. I need to do that. So finding someone that's really committed to the field or, mm. or lady that's really committed, uh, to the field of swimming is, is challenging. Um, and, and hopefully that will change in time. But I think, uh, up to this point, uh, our guys have been able to, to, to handle, handle our clients quite well. Okay. Uh, in terms of teaching, in terms of comfort, mm. our approach is also pretty much hands off. Yeah. You know, we, um, don't interact physically. There's yeah. no like physical contact between the instructors and the kids or the adults, mm. you know, unless there's an absolute need to, um, then yes, but predominantly it's all you as a swimmer. Sure. We're just sure. there to help you and guide you and, and get you going on your swimming journey. I love that. Like it's, it's almost like throwing a baby into the water. And I've seen a lot of these videos online where like parents will take literally like newborn babies and just throw them into the pool and then the baby will just kind of like -la 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 -la, get their head up there and just kind of know how to swim. Do you think those things are true? <laughs> 
Like I've I've never tried it myself and I will never just throw my newborn child into the water and just hope they swim. But some parents live by it and say, Oh, the kids adapt. Um uh, so 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 babies do come from an aquatic environment. Sure. They they're born from there. So there is an instinct um in that. I just I, I wouldn't advise you just throwing your baby into the pool. Please don't. You know, uh, you, you need to know the temperature of that pool. Mm. Um, and, and, and all of that because mm. it can send, send, send the little baby into thermal shock. Hey. You know what I'm saying? So if she, your baby, you lost your baby to, to cold water, yeah, not no. to a drowning. Like, choose you know. your battles. So, um, not advisable. But it is something that you should start doing with your kids. A lot of parents tend to avoid water. Uh, I mean, I've seen parents, they don't want to even put their kids into a bath. And I'm like, uh, what is happening here? Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so, so keep that going at a, at a young age, mm, you know, mm. make sure your kid is exposed to water, mm. uh, in a safe manner. Mm. And that's where it's so important, even as parents to understand water safety. Mm, you know, it's mm. applicable in your own home. In a bathtub. Yes. It doesn't need to be a pool. It's not the sea. It's not a dam. It's your bathtub at home. That's sure, where it starts. Sure. And I think that's the important thing um, that we need to get across. Speaking of babies, what is the right age for me to get my child into water? I mean, it as you're saying, kids already come from an aquatic environment. You know, they spent nine months in my belly and there was like, you know, like liquids in there. So it's all already like they know that life. But now if I do have that fear um, of just throwing my kid in, what is the right age for a child to actually join a swimming academy and learn? I know you guys offer water babies, Todd Swim aqua aerobics amongst other things. So there's a lot of different um, services and courses, I guess that you guys offer, but what is the right age? Would you say for that a parent should bring their child into the Academy? So uh, starting from as early as six months um, is possible. Um, but, but your kid ain't going to be learning any faster. Yeah. Um, if you, if you're looking at swimming, um, swimming itself, you know, we don't teach babies to swim. We mm. teach them water safety. We teach them swimming. We, we teach them, uh, how to get to a wall. We teach them breathing. Um, mm. you know, how to turn and flip onto their backs if they fall into the pool. That's the type of things we're teaching at that age. We're not teaching swimming. It's, mm. it's, it's all focused on, on water safety. So should, you know, the child find themselves in a situation, uh, they know how to get out, um, yeah. or be okay at least for a few minutes. Um, giving enough time for parents to realize, Hey, my baby's gone. <laughs> Let me go see where they are. So, so that's the type of things we, we, we teach at that age. Um, okay. it, it's not swimming at all. Uh, babies don't have the coordination or the strength to, mm. to swim, you know, mm. so it's a lot of muscle memory exercises. Yeah. Um, and, and breathing, floating, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about water safety because you keep mentioning it like every two minutes, like water safety. What, how, how can, can you unpack water safety for me in a very simple and practical manner so that I know even in my household, I'm aware of it, you know, not just a pool related thing, not just an ocean related thing when you're on holiday, but an everyday life thing. What are like the basic water safety things that I know or I should know as a parent um, when it comes to, you know, keeping my child safe? So, so, so I think just being there to supervise, that's the first and most important thing. 
you know, uh, over the years we've seen parents that put their babies in the bath and I'm just going to go and get the, you know, and gone mm. in two seconds, hey. you know. So supervision is super important mm. um, at home, mm. uh, wherever you are, me in the bath, in the pool, whatever it is. Um, and then also, you know, things like fencing off your pool area, making sure you teach your child that you cannot go there without mm. me mm. or teach them that they cannot hop into a bath without me. Yeah. Until they're at an age where now, you know, you know, they're comfortable and it's safe and whatever it is. Then, yeah, sure, let them do what they need to do. I think also importantly is um, get them into an academy. There's nothing uh, more essential than getting your kid into a swimming academy Mm. because the skills that we teach them at that young ages, the water safety skills, the breathing, the floating, that's important. Mm. Um, That's that's what we teach them. You know, it's the foundational um, aquatic that safety skill that you need in an mm. aquatic environment. Mm. Um, so those are some of the practical things that you need to consider, you know, even if you don't want your kid to be the next <laughs> Chad Leclerc, yeah, yeah. you know, um, get them into a swimming academy just sure. to learn those basics. So it almost seems like the younger, the better. Um, and then it's just like a process. Let them continue to, to grow. And, um, and then when they're able to learn the skills, then they can continue. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk aqua aerobics. Now this one really excited me, right? Because I, I have got the swimming skill. I've got the safety. I've been swimming for most of my life. But when you guys mentioned that you've got aqua aerobics, I was like, Oh, what is that? And tell me more because. There was this one period in my life where I was like a gym bunny and I was like, oh, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to make sure that I've got the six pack. I've got this, I've got that, of which, of course, it never happened. But it was a nice idea. And my gym instructor at the time said, if you want to get like the best toning throughout your entire body from head to toe, get into some water, do laps every day. And I was like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. And I never did. But when you mentioned that aqua aerobics is something that you offer, that really piqued my interest. So what is aqua aerobics? How does it work? What are the benefits? And how soon can I sign up? <laughs> you can sign up right now, Levine. <laughs> but I think we need to just check if your swimming skills are on par. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. <laughs> okay. So aqua aerobics is a fitness class. Okay. Um, it's focused on adults, no kids in that classes. Mm. 15 years and older, that's the minimum requirement. Mm. Um, it's, it's aerobics yeah. in the water. Oof. It's a full body workout. Yeah. That's 45 minutes long. Takes you from a warm up up to a peak and then a cool down. Is that just an, a fun and amazing way to work out without feeling your workout? Sure. You feel it afterwards. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I gotta feel something. <laughs> but, but, but it's just fun, uh, right there at the water, um, is buoyant. So you feel the resistance, um, but it's not as hectic as going and lifting weights. Yeah. Um, so, so, so keeping your, your body buoyant in the water and doing those movements makes it seem like a breeze, you mm. know, it's just so, you, you just flow so easily in those classes with the music in the background, mm. you know, you just lost in this little world. Uh, you know, I, I joined the aqua aerobics classes personally, <laughs> you know, I'm just there to, to, to de-stress, not care about anything and, sure. and enjoy a workout, you sure. know? So I think it's a good way for, for muscle toning, um, improving your, your cardiovascular health, um, and also for injuries. Um, I, I suffered with a swimmer shoulder for years on end mm. and, no matter how many chiropractors and biochemists I seen, I couldn't get that sorted out, you yeah, know, until yeah. I started with the aqua aerobics classes. And I was like, wow, I can swim again because 
my injury is completely gone, you know. Yeah. So I think um, definitely for injuries. And we have so many people that come for aqua aerobics just simply because uh, I had a, I, I missed a step and I kind of have this pain in my back, you know, mm-hmm. and aqua helps me. I mean, we've got a lady that bakes, uh, you know, as a professional and she's like, I have this tense shoulders. The mm. only reason she's still there with us. I mean, in fact, she's moved even further away from the academy mm. and she just comes for aqua aerobics. So wow. the healing properties of water is just phenomenal. It's just something that you, you can't get anywhere else apart from the water. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy to hear that because, you know, it, it, it kind of makes it sound way more fun. And the fact that there are, there is that healing aspect. It, Sometimes you won't even know when you how bad a pain is and how ongoing it is or even what it will become in the next few years. So it almost sounds to me like this is a nice way to just start to work on it, you know, like just get into the groove. 100% and it improves your flexibility as well. Yeah. So your body just flows that much easier. Sure. Um, And that's the amazing thing with Aqua. Love it. Okay, so I need to sign up immediately after the show because clearly that is where it's at. Let's talk a little bit about kids who have disabilities. You know, it's it's uh, it's common. We we are. I mean, not all kids are the same, obviously, and some kids are born with, um, you know, some disabilities. And I like to believe that all kids, no matter how you're born or what you look like or what works or what doesn't work, you still should have access to everything that everybody has access to. So how do you cater to some kids who have disabilities and how exactly do you, you know, focus um, and allow this child to receive the same level of interaction and growth as far as their journey in learning how to swim as any other child? Um, so I think firstly, it just depends on what the disability is. Okay. If it's something workable within an ordinary class, that's what we do. Okay. Uh, there's no difference between someone who's able and someone who's disabled. Sure. I think we're all disabled in some aspects <laughs> or regards anyway. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, so I just think it just depends on the, uh, the, the child's condition or mm. even the adult's condition. Mm. Um, if it's someone that needs a little more attention or, you know, we're trying to still pay them up. Still have okay. two kids in a class. And for those type of classes, we have both our instructors, um, Working on, on, on just that class, mm, you know, mm. so in case they, you know, you need additional support, you've got an extra helping hand. Sure. Uh, right there. But, uh, still peer learning, still beneficial, you know, having a partner. Mm. Uh, often what parents want to do is no, my child needs to be in a special class, needs to be alone with mm. the instructor. Mm. You're isolating your child. Sure. It's something that we just don't advise if it's not necessary. Mm. Unless it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, sure. If not, we pair them up or into a group class. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the type of things we do. I mean, we've had kids who are autistic, you know, and a whole range of, of various, uh, disabilities, physical and, and mental disabilities. Yeah. Um, definitely having someone in a class with someone on your level. Sure. Just means the learning is so much better. Mm. Just means there's someone relatable to you mm. on your level, on your situation, going through the same experience. Sure. Um, so yeah, definitely cater for, for people with all disabilities. Um, academy is well equipped for, um, for people of, 
of all sorts of abilities. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's equipment galore, you know. Sure. Um, it's just how you make use of it. Exactly, exactly. So speaking of kids with disabilities, Altaf, is there room for these kids in aqua aerobics? I mean, we spoke a little bit about the healing properties that aqua aerobics classes offer. So if ever there is a child that may not be able to do one or other thing, is the aqua aerobics class an option for them? Um, not recommended. Uh, just depending on ability again. Yeah. You know, if it's someone that really needs a lot of attention, you're going to feel left out. You know, you want to be, uh, or, or have this person in a class where they can relate to their peers, mm. where I'm not being treated differently to the rest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so, so that's the type of things. Um, that we do and ensure, you know, that our swimmers are comfortable. Yeah. You know, they're not made to feel like, oh, because I'm brown, I'm different. Sure. You know what sure. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, so it's all about comfort. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say that the traditional aqua aerobics class is advisable for them, but there are instances where we can do other sort of, um, aquatic activities. And exercises with people with, uh, yeah. for people with disabilities. Yeah. Okay. That is very good to know. Another thing I'm curious about is, you know, like with the time of year that one comes and decides, you know what? I'm ready to learn to swim or I'm ready to put my kids in. I mean, we have to be honest. It is cold. It is freezing outside. What precautionary measures do you look at, especially in winter and some of the more colder seasons, just to ensure that, for example, a child's body temperature is maintained and isn't interrupted so they maybe don't catch flus and a cold and stuff like that? Because these are things that parents obviously worry about. I am more likely going to bring my child in September <laughs> or in December when it's at its hottest because I don't know enough about the conditions, you know, that are, are on the, on the, on the campus. So, when is the best time to bring my child or can I just bring my child like whenever? You can't bring your child whenever. We've got to put them into a class. Yes. And you've got to have a class <laughs> that's dedicated to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can bring them to join whenever. Okay. Uh, since you're down the road, I think later today <laughs> would be a good starting point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, uh, firstly, our pool temperature uh, moves up automatically in winter. Sure, sure. So, from a 29, 30 degree situation in summer, we move that up to about 33 degrees in winter. Okay. Everything's warm. Nice. The reception's warm. Nice. The changing areas are warm. Everything is nice and warm because mm. when you come out of 30 degree weather and it's 17 degrees outside, it's cold. Yeah. Um, we also encourage, uh, all of our swimmers to dress warmly when they leave the academy, you know, ensuring that their core is kept nice and warm. Mm. Um, you know, making sure things like hair is dry before leaving or at least, you know, covered up properly. Yeah. Um, very little things that are super important. Yeah. Um, that we just cannot, um, shy away from, you know. Um, we do have, and, and I just wonder sometimes where these people come from, you know, people that hop out the pool and run straight to the car. And I'm like, <laughs> you haven't even dried off and you're going out in this weather. Yeah. But people also find what works for them. Some mm. people are just like, if I get straight to the car and get straight home, mm. um, I'm, I'm warm and I'm done with. I'll be good to go. I, I'll be good to go, you know. Mm. So it's also about knowing your own body. Yeah. Um, some, some of our kids we know from like previous years. Come winter, they're sick. Doesn't matter if they come for swimming or not. <laughs> they're sick the whole of winter. So yeah. 
you know, I think the parents also now have realized now nah, for winter we're just not going to take them uh, mm. in for swimming. Mm. But um, surprisingly, we've had a, a good response this year for yeah. winter. You know, we've had a lot more people join us uh, in winter, and that's what we're looking forward to. Mm. I think the fact that our pool is indoors, it's heated, the weather elements don't affect our classes. Yeah, um, that's that's just fantastic. Oof, that sounds like such a vibe indoors. Heated, sign me up. It's giving jacuzzi, except now I'm going to be taught how to swim. That's the <laughs> but it sounds good. Yeah, uh, if you join a class on a Saturday morning, it's literally a jacuzzi. Really, <laughs> the entire pool is like messed up because it's mm. so hot. It's 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 just amazing. Sounds like vibes. Like the the more and more we talk, the more I realize that this uh, aqua aerobics one is like a bit of a vibe. It's like a a party ish thing where you can work out but like the energy is dope and you know people are chatty 100 percent, 100 it is it, it's, it's it's an absolute vibe just being in those classes i mean yeah i i know it's cold and no one wants to get up on a saturday morning mm. but when you do it's just like you just have such a good start to your weekend yeah you know it's just like oh this is amazing Whew, look, I'm sold. You are definitely convincing me, like, to seriously, like, consider it. Cause, like, I know how my weekends go. I've got, like, a whole thing. Like, okay, Saturday I do this, Sunday I do this. I might have some room set for aqua aerobics after all. I'm sure you do. It's early enough to make sure there's room for it. Nah. <laughs> nah, this is a vibe. So, I mean, not all situations are ideal. You know, there's this, there's sometimes where, like you mentioned, there's some kids that just fall sick. That's their vibe. That's who they are. And there's nothing you can do about it whether they're swimming or not. But has there ever been a situation where a child may have like caught a disease or a condition off of the lessons or because of the fact that they've participated in the lessons? How did you guys resolve that kind of situation? And most importantly, like how did you prove you improve your service delivery? Because you learn from these situations and you have to get better so that if it happens again in future, you know exactly what to do. So has this ever been a case for you guys? Thankfully, uh, not. We, we haven't witnessed, uh, or I haven't, yeah, at least in, in, in the 13 years and at the academy, we haven't witnessed anyone that's, that has picked up any sort of diseases. Mm. I mean, we opened the academy here in Santon, yeah. uh, the tail end of COVID. And one of our things were like, how are we going to do this? You know, yeah. this COVID happening. Sure. You know, but we put in our precautionary measures, um, and we do our best that we can. Mm. So thankfully, we are, nobody's picked up any sort of diseases or disabilities. We ensure that, you know, our water is filtered. We've got a, a double fr- filtration process, mm. you know, that the chemicals are, uh, balanced correctly. Mm. Um, these are all things that mitigate, uh, things like diseases going sure, around. Sure. Um, yeah, 100%. Nah, that, that's cool. I think that makes sense. So firstly, the fact that you guys started this business off the tail of COVID, like, whoa, you guys have played yourself. That is a huge, huge risk. And I'm sure, you know, with your entrepreneurial background, uh, there have been some some risks that you took and some challenges that you faced. What would you say were some of the bigger challenges that you experienced, particularly more like in the beginning of the business? I think before the business even existed was the construction. <laughs> oh, of course. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Always is a nightmare. Um, but, but just getting around to the design uh, mm. of the pool, mm. uh, making sure that the facilities can cater for our needs, you yeah. know, with, uh, with builders and architects on the other end telling you something else and you're like, no, this is what I need. Mm. And they just don't understand um, your vision. Mm. So I think that was one of the more challenging things. Um, also establishing a good solid team. Um, 
uh, a team that's that's reliable, a team that's there, they'll understand and that's driven with the same passion. Mm. Um, so I think that um, is, is was a challenge yeah. uh, for us initially. So I think, um, yeah, uh, apart from that, it's it's passion that uh, that drives us, yeah. and we overlook everything else in between. <laughs> Yeah, as long as the passion is there, I think like, you know, you you keep going and you keep tracking at it, especially when you know that you're doing something that's so important, you know, at the end of the day. So I want to ask about the prices of swimming lessons. You know, as a parent who has five little ones who all need to swim because I know how important it is for them. Why are the costs of swimming lessons so high? Traditionally, you know, it, it's, it almost is a barrier for most parents. And this is partially why parents are like, ah, as far as the budget goes, we're already struggling in this economy. Swimming lessons tend to not be at the top of that list. So traditionally, why are swimming lessons, you know, at the cost that they are? And how have you guys made sure to almost like tackle that um, and not fall into the group of oh, expensive swimming academies? Because <laughs> there are many. <laughs> there are many. And I think um, what's important to realize is the cost behind running a swimming academy. You know, mm. everyone just thinks, ah, it's a pool, it's there anyway. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's electricity, it's water, it's chemicals, it's uh, staff expenses and, and overheads. If you're renting a pool, it's rental, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's tons of, um, overheads to, to, to factor into it, you sure. know. And at the end of it, you are running a business, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of swimming academies, um, look at that there. What I found is also a lot of swimming academies are owned by business owners. Uh-huh. So people who have, uh, no real passion for swimming itself, mm. um, but rather, yeah, I, I'm looking at what I can gain at the end of the month. You know, sure. how much money can I put into my pocket? Sure. Um, so, 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 so that's the important thing there. Mm. Um, is as a parent also realize it's a, it's an entire business. You know, yeah. Um, there's people's livelihoods dependent on uh, swimming as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's 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 the important thing to factor in. We've um, made swimming lessons as affordable as we possibly could. Yeah. Um, ensuring that my team uh, who, who are dependent on swimming for for a living, yeah. you know, are, are compensated fairly. Mm. Um, so, so that's the one thing. But we also want to get as many people as possible out there, you know, to come in and and learn to swim, learn mm. this vital life skill. Yeah. You know, it's not a it's not a by the way. It's not a, it's not a cricket. It's not a rugby. Sure. You know, it's not a soccer. It's a life skill mm. because what you learn or what your child is taught is passed on to the next generation. Mm. You know, and mm. that, I mean, the first place I learned to swim was at home, not even at a swimming academy. Mm. You know, so I think that's the important thing to, to set swimming apart, um, from any other sporting code is yeah. that it, it is a life skill. Yeah. So our, our pricing is at, is at 550 a month. Um, that's absolutely reasonable. When you look at it, it's, it's, it's a little over a hundred bucks a lesson. In the heart of Santon. You know, You're... in the heart, in the heart of Santon. Yeah. Uh, centrally lo- located from everywhere around in Joburg. Mm, you know, mm. we, we have clients from Centurion, from the south of Joburg, 
um, that will come not only because of the price point, but because of the service we deliver. Of course, of course. I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. It almost really sounds more and more like this is a, a real passion for you and you're doing this for the right reasons, which is nice. You want to support a business that's not just a business trying to meet numbers. You want to support, um, you know, a, a business person that is doing it for the right reasons and that is truly connected with the work that they're doing. So I want to catch you off guard a little bit here, Altaf, and I want to challenge you because when I think about my kids, because I'm a working mother, the person that I've left responsible to look after my kids is my helper slash nanny slash cousin slash mom, whoever can come and help during that period. So I want to challenge Aquanation Swimming Academy today to come up with a, a swimming, uh, lessons that are particularly focused on the help. So nannies, because when I'm not at home, the kids are outside playing in the yard, but my nanny can't swim at all. And I know this, she's told me to my face that by the way, I can't swim. So if anything happens to the kids, it's a wrap. So I kind of want to challenge you today, you know, to think like that and maybe really how we can help parents is to, help them with the safety element, even when they aren't physically present, because honestly, in most cases it is, you know, the nannies and the helpers that are looking after these kids. Um, and they themselves don't know how to swim. 100%. Um, very valid point. And it's, it's so important that people who employ, uh, you know, nannies, helpers, or even your, your cousin, you know, mm. you want to make sure the person that's looking after your kids has the skills they need. Exactly. Um, so one of the things that we are working on, mm. <laughs> you don't need to challenge us. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things we are working on is, um, an introductory water safety course. Okay. Know? So what does that look like? Um, you don't need to be able to learn how to swim to go and save a kid who's fallen into the pool. Okay. You know, so, uh, that's phase one and then it will get more advanced. So it's a likely going to be a three day to five day sort of workshop style, um, course that yeah. people can enroll themselves into. Um, and just to ensure that the person looking after their kids mm. or, you know, is responsible when you're not around mm. is, uh, able, uh, you know, to best, uh, solve the situation at end. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. don't have time to sit and wait and, uh, call someone to assist you. It's in that very moment that you've got to act. Sure, sure. And, you know, there's so many other benefits from knowing how to swim and even just like having that little bit of, little bit of knowledge as far as like the, the safety goes and water safety. And it really makes you more confident about what you're doing. Cause, um, I, I like to believe that some of the biggest problems is that it's, it's all in the mind. It's the mentality of a lot of people. People aren't willing to try new things because of how they perceive stuff. But if you perceive swimming as a beneficial activity that can boost your confidence, that you just need to learn once and then you can do forever and ever and you can take it on so that you can teach your kids. If you view it as an opportunity to change, you know, the, the cycle of your family and where you come from. If nobody in your family has ever known how to swim, you can be the first. Instead of viewing it as this big, overwhelming task that is just not important. You know, there's a big education aspect in swimming as a concept that I believe needs to get done. And um, it almost sounds as though you are interested in that. So 
how how have you involved for for example like the schools um in in your teachings because schools more and more today you know unfortunately aren't prioritizing uh, swimming like they used to back in the day so how important is the educational aspect in converting the mindset and how we reposition swimming in the minds of the of the potential swimmers <laughs> <laughs> so i think through our marketing and campaigning um you know, we try to do as much education work behind that um, as possible. Good, good. One of the basic things in our campaigns is, you know, swimming is an essential life skill. Yeah. You yeah, know, just yeah. changing that concept that it's it's not something you go do casually. It's mm. not something you do for fun. Mm. You know, that it is uh, an important life skill. Um, with schools, it's a bit challenging because... Your, your more elite schools have access to that type of facilities. Sure. Whereas the ones on the low end don't. Mm. And then who, who funds that? Who helps people out there? You know, um, while the passion still drives us and it's something that we want to do, you know, there are expenses that goes into it, you know, mm. so. Um, we're definitely open to like various types of collaborations with mm. other entities and organizations, you know, to come on board um, and support this essential life skill mm. uh, training that's needed, yeah. you know. So we're talking anything from schools to communities. Um, we we, we want to be there. You Good. Know? Uh, we want to educate as many people as we possibly can yeah, uh, and ensure that they're empowered as well you yeah. know, in the process. I mean, going back to the incident with the church group, you know, that was just like, I, I, I clearly remember the day because I was running out mm. into the house mm. and it, it, it literally, you know, came, to, came down uh, for like 10 minutes, mm. but that river was a flash flood. It was packed. You know? It was packed. Um, and, and, and that, that's scary. So, you know, church groups, mm. you know, educating them about water safety where you're going and, sure. you know, doing your religious ceremonies. Sure. You know, I think that's so important. Mm. You know, how many lives annually are lost by church groups. Exactly. You know, oh. from, from a kid, I remember, mm. you know, always hearing about church groups and someone drowned. Mm. They're looking for a body. So, mm. I think that's so important. I mean, church groups like to pray at the river with good reason. I mean, you know, water is water. It's, it's, it's a, it's part of nature. And there, there is definitely something to be said about being that in close contact with the water and being able to just, you know, pray at the water. I get it, but definitely there's a safety element that exists that has been ignored for way too long. And it would be nice to see something get done about it. Even these very same church organizations themselves, they are the ones that need to consider the safety of their, their church members and say, you know what, it's all good and well that we may not be praying in a brick and mortar building, but if we are going to do our services on the river, there needs to be safety precautions at, at play because it's just, it's, it's, it's not, it's not cool. <laughs> No, cool. it's, it's, it's not cool at all, mm -hmm. you know. It's not cool, you know, going to a prayer and now you've lost family members. Yeah. We must call up family members and say we've lost your, Ish. you know, your siblings or your kids or your mm. parents or whatever have been washed away, you know. Yeah. So it's not something fun at all. So I think, you know, church leaders have, or religious leaders have mm. the responsibility mm. of ensuring there's safety precautions and measurements, mm. ensuring that there is some education around water safety. Sure. You know, 100%. Uh, before going to these aquatic environments. 100%.
100%. Sure. I mean, those are facts. If there's one thing I know is that that, are, that is definitely the fact. So I'll tell if somebody's listening and they're like, you're, you're speaking to my heart. I've been putting it off for months or years. I need to sign up for these lessons. Where can they find you online? Where can they contact you directly? Get more information about the different courses that you offer and the different prices and all the sweet stuff we've been speaking about today. So, um, I mean, head over to our website or Google search Aquanation Swimming Academy. Uh, should link you up <laughs> to us. Yeah. Um, so www.aquanation.co.za. Uh, on Instagram at Aquanation underscore essay and Facebook Aquanation Swimming Academy. Mm. And also pop us a WhatsApp in 071-980-8259. Okay. Please say that number again slowly this time. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you did like a talk show voice, like <laughs> <laughs> so. It's zero seven one nine eight zero eight two five nine. Fantastic, fantastic. Altaf Adam, passionate entrepreneur and business leader, known for his exceptional contributions in the field of personal development, aquatic sports, and social impact. You know, you're 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 a busy guy. You're the managing director of Mindful Skills and Aquanation Swimming Academy. That is a lot going on, but. What I love is that, you know, you're passionate about what you do and it's important to you that you're doing the right thing. You're making a significant impact on the lives of, you know, uh, people out there. So uh, thank you for making the time to hang out with us today on Life with Lebang. And I just hope that if there's a parent out there listening, I hope you're being challenged today to take this seriously. We see stories every other month in the news that, oh, such and such a celebrities lost their child to drowning. Or, oh, it could be somebody in your neighborhood, somebody in your community, just somebody that you know. And water safety yeah. is the place to start. Just at least having that simple knowledge of what do I do in this situation? At least try that out. And then you can take it a step further and now learn the swimming and the, you know, watching your child learn that skill and then you eventually get awarded for it as well. And, um, if the child is good enough, then they can get into it professionally. I mean, the world is your oyster. 100%. So thank you so much, uh, Alta, for making the time to hang out with us. Um, it was nice chilling with you and chatting to you outside of your home and in my, my home now and <laughs> in my studio. So we need to see you again soon, you know? Th- thank you so much, uh, Lebrang. It was awesome yeah. uh, hanging out with you this morning. Thank you. And yeah, definitely looking to to connect. Uh, Let's do it again. Let's do it again. We'll we'll do like a recap, like uh, what we've learned in the past year type thing, or how many more people have come and joined your academy. I mean, it's always nice to do a nice review yeah. and look back. So thank you most importantly at home for taking the time to hang out with Life with Lebang, which is me, Lebang Kosana, and our guest for today. We will see you same time, same place next week. And remember that whatever it is that you learn here, it's so that you can get better and improve and rewrite your family's history. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week. Go out there and be great.